How's it going, everybody? <clears throat> Here to uh, do a cup podcast talking about a few things. One, talking about the nature of art and what is acceptable. And I've kind of talked about this in the past, but um, I figured I'd talk about it again. Why not? Um, and also talking about um, streaming services and... Um, kind of talking a little bit about what was, what Netflix came out and said. So, um, hey, if you are down for this conversation, then let's do it. All right, guys. Well, first let's start with the whole streaming service thing. Um, so let's talk about Netflix. So obviously, if you've been, I guess, living under a rock, or uh, you know, then you've 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 probably heard about this. But Netflix is uh, going to be working on and are testing out in a few, I would say, Hispanic countries. It's really interesting that it's like Chile, Spain, and Puerto Rico. I think are the three places. That they're trying it out. Don't know why. I'm sure there's probably some reason. But they're trying out a new system where if you try to let someone outside of your household use your Netflix service, it won't let you, but you can add them on to your bill for an extra $3. But it limits you to two people. I have some thoughts on that, which I will address in a second here. But I guess today or maybe yesterday, um, Netflix finally came out and said how much money they are losing per year um, because of people sharing their Netflix account. And look, it's a staggering, it's a staggering number, you know, Um, you know, like it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of money, but um, I, again, I, I, I have, I have thoughts. Um, so, here's my thing. Maybe like back in the '90s and early 2000s, I would say that the typical family maybe had two kids, right? Um, you had your odd family that had three. That was us. We had. There were three of us kids in our home. Um, But really, if a family had more kids than that, that was not the norm. It was usually between two and three kids. So using that as sort of the the game plan, you know, you figure mom and dad pay for the service. Both kids go off to college, but they still want Netflix. Mom and dad can add them on for an extra six bucks and they can stay on the same plan without paying a full 10 to $20, depending on what plan you pick on, to, to have it themselves. And in of itself, I want to make this abundantly clear, I like the idea. I think it's a step in the right direction. But this is my problem. And this has been my problem with Netflix for a while. Why do you have a limit on users? Why do you have a limit? More people means more money for you. Not to mention, 
everybody has a different amount of fam- family members. So like even just using the home account version where you're not sharing with anybody else, but you're just watching at home. If you have a family that has more than four members that regularly watch Netflix, you have to pay for more than one subscription service. You know, let's say you have, you're you a family of, you know, six, right? Well, that means mom and dad are both going to have to pay for Netflix so that everyone has access to it instead of just paying for one account for everybody. And we're not even talking about not using it at home, you know, or with people that live in your household. We're, you know, we're talking about in-house. So the fact that they limit it to four home accounts... And now they're only giving access to two other accounts to pay for. That is too limiting. And again, it's a step in the right direction. Because of what I'm about to talk about. Because of what came out. But. Well, actually, let me talk about that first and I'll come back. So, you know, they came out and they finally said how much money they're losing per year. And they're losing $1.6 billion, they say, from people sharing accounts. Now, I was talking about a friend with it. And it's like, well, I see what they're saying. But are they really losing that money? Because honestly, the people who are using somebody else's account, if they weren't using somebody else's account, they just wouldn't have Netflix. You know? So it's not really them losing out in money. It's, well... You wouldn't, you, you just, you wouldn't, you would, you would be out more money by that line of thought. Like if you're telling me by people using shared accounts, you're losing 1.6 billion, then really the real answer is you're probably actually losing like 2.4 to 3 billion because if these people weren't using somebody else's account, you wouldn't be you wouldn't have users on the platform anyways. You know what I mean? So I understand what they're saying, but it really doesn't make any sense because, well, while I imagine that a good majority of the people that are sharing somebody else's account, once this goes through in bigger countries, will probably switch over. You're going to have a vast majority of people that aren't. So you're going to be you're going to be losing at least a I would say at least half a million or 500 million to or half a billion to a billion dollars. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Tongue tied. Um so again, I understand what they're trying to say. But I think my friend is right too because it's true. People who share somebody else's account We'll just not have the service. So it's not like, oh, you cut them off and they're going to be paying for the service themselves. No, it just means you you don't have that person at all. And honestly, I would say for every 10 people that they knock off from being able to share an account, five of those people are going to go pirate now. It's just, it just is what it is, you know? And, you know, my friend also said something else that was interesting too. It's like, you know, if I 
went to Blockbuster and I rented a movie, right? I get to do whatever I want with that movie for the a lot of time I have it, you know? So if I have a movie for seven days, I can watch it at my house. I can bring it over to a friend's house and we can watch it together, you know? I can pay extra money to have it longer, you know? Or if I decide to keep it longer, I can pay a late fee. But I get to do what I want with this. And akin to that, I'm... It's not like Netflix isn't getting money. The, the person whose bill it is is paying for the service, you know? And so the person who has it should be able to do whatever they feel that they should be able to do with it, you know? Um, and it sucks that Netflix doesn't like that, but it just is what it is, you know? Um... So, but, here's the thing, though. I was, I was talking to my friend about this, right? Because, again, I've talked about this on podcast before, but I'll talk about it again. You know, right now, I am still living with my parents. So, because of being in my parents' home, I am leeching off of my, my father's social media, you know. I watch his Amazon Prime. I watch his HBO I watch his Disney Plus and Hulu, and I watch his Netflix, you know? Those are all the streaming services that we have. Um, and, you know, his, his Prime account is also connected to Paramount, Paramount Plus, so we also have that, even though I haven't really watched much on that at all. Um, but here's the thing. The streaming services that I use most is Disney Plus... And HBO. Okay? So, just to put it bluntly, when I do get to a financially stable place and I am out on my own and I want to start paying for a service, well, let me tell you, just because of Amazon being what it is, since when I pay for Prime, I also get Prime Video, that's going to be number one. Because the, the 130 bucks or whatever it is now for free shipping plus everything that that's going to be number one that's going to be worth it you know number two on the list is going to be the disney bundle you know and i'm going to spend the extra money to have hulu and everything without ads so that's going to be another 80 dollars a year right you know so i'm going to have prime disney hulu and espn even though i'm not a sports guy so i'm not going to personally watch espn but i'll have it so, let's say I have money for another streaming service, but I only have enough money for one. Well, if it's between HBO and Netflix... Sorry, Netflix. I'm gonna pick HBO. Because, look, just to put it bluntly, like, all of your major shows are ending. All of the things that keep me coming, and look, I get it, Netflix has Witcher, which is only in season two, which I haven't even watched yet. But look, Ozark is ending. Stranger Things is in the last couple seasons. You know, there, you know, Netflix doesn't make the premium movies like HBO or other places do. I love The Adam Project, you know. I'm excited for Knives Out 2 when it comes out. But 
what is there wanting me to come back for Netflix? And now that you're telling me you're going to make it a thousand times harder for people, I don't know if I want to support that. Because look, I don't agree with everyone else. I'm in total agreement that Netflix needs to do something to bridge the gap. I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with the way that they're going about it. They do need to fix it, but the fix that they're going to implement, it's going to push more people away than it is going to be bringing extra money in. I honestly think the best thing they could do, and and this is what I told my friend, and I'll say this right here on the podcast, but I think Netflix needs to do is have get get rid of get rid of the middle get rid of the lower two tier Netflix accounts because there's a ten dollar account that you can have for one screen at a time. So like when I move out since I'm single right now, I could just pay the ten dollars for Netflix and that's just it. You know there's a fifteen dollar one for two people for two screens and then there's the $20 one for four screens so this is what I say let's cut the middleman get rid of the lower two get rid of it lower the price for Netflix to 15 have it be four screens for 15 cut that $5 off right and then have it be an unlimited amount of home screens and an unlimited amount of $2 extra accounts that are not at home. Do that, and I think people will be more than happy to pay for the service. Because let me tell you, if they did that, I'm going, you know what, I might be stretching my budget a little bit for both you know, HBO and Netflix so that I have everything that I like to watch. But you know what? I'll stretch my budget for that. I'll stretch my budget for that. You know? I will. I'll, I will do that. Because that's just the way that I look at it. You know? But it's like making making people hop and jump. And, and like, if they want to keep the $10 one for, you know, like single people, they can do that. I mean, you know, so you have the $10 account and the $15 account, you know? I think that is more than plenty, you know? But it's like, if you want people to spend more money on your service, then don't make it harder for them, you know? Make it accessible, but without, you know, hurting the service, right? Because, you know, because here's the thing too, because now whenever you go on vacation, even though you may be logging in on your account, you know, if you log in your account in another country or in another state where you don't live, you're going to get this pop-up message down. You're going to get this thing that, that, you know, is going to be questioning whether it's really you or not. And I don't know what I think about that, you know? You know, like, this is my account, you know? Like, I should be able to use it whenever I want to use it, you know? Um, so that's the whole Netflix thing. That is that is the gist. Uh, I'm curious to hear what 
everybody else thinks, but those are just my two cents. You know, it's like, I am definitely in agreement that this is Netflix product and they have every right to protect it every bit. But they also need to understand that from the very beginning of the inception of Netflix, it was a counter to Blockbuster, which then became a streaming service. Okay? And it's like, I know this is sort of an unfair way to look at it, but Netflix is the McDonald's of the streaming services. I mean, hey, look, sometimes you get a really fucking good Big Mac. And oh man, when it's McRib season, ooh buddy, that is delicious. But it ain't Outback Steakhouse. It ain't one of Gordon Ramsay's restaurants, you know. It is what it is. And so you've got to give us a reason. Like if you are going to be implementing the service, then you've got to up your game with your content. Instead of putting all of your budget money into doing like, you know, a thousand really cheap movies that are just throwaway and like four or five really actually good movies I would rather Netflix put all that money into doing like 10 incredible prestige movies and I don't mean prestige movies meaning Oscar bait necessarily although that would be cool too because you know we've got the power of the dog and Don't Look Up both being nominated for Best Pictures this year but that's not exactly what I mean, but do more movies like Adam Project. Do more movies like The Five Bloods. Put effort into your movies. Don't be doing Six Underground or whatever. Don't be doing movies like, you know, um, that Jason Momoa movie that came out, you know? Put effort into what you're doing. And same with your series. Whether it's a kid's show whether it's a show for adults, whether it's a show for teenagers, or whether it's a a show for the entire family, put effort into it. Put the same effort into your content that HBO does with theirs, that Hulu does with theirs, that Disney Plus does with theirs. You do that, and you will get people like me more on your side, and we will get the people in that are completely not even in the yard. You know what I mean? But you've you've got to make your service better than what it is right now. Right? You've got to have more Stranger Things. And I don't mean more literal Stranger Things, but you've got to have more shows like Stranger Things. You've got to have more shows like The Witcher. You've got to have more shows like Ozark. You have to have more shows like He-Man. You've got to have more anime. You've got to have more shows like Troll Hunters. You've got to have more good content. And so that's my thoughts on it. If you want me to buy into this whole, you know, paying for extra profiles that aren't in the home, you've, you've got to give me a reason to do that. Because otherwise, I'm just going to get rid of the service. So with that said, let's move on to the second topic. Um... So, there's this new Marilyn Monroe 
movie coming out. And evidently, it's going to be like NC-17. And it's going to be a really hard movie to watch. And it is a movie that I guess is probably going to be going to Netflix. But everybody at Netflix is trying to get it cut down. Um, so that is not NC-17. And I haven't read what the director said and everything. But everybody's making a big deal about it. And rightfully so. I'm not. I'm not saying that flippantly. But like... Marilyn Monroe had a very tragic life, you know? And this isn't going to be a fun movie to watch. It's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be a really dramatic, really tough watch. And, you know, I've seen a bunch of people talk about, well, what is appropriate for storytelling and what isn't because it's not like Marilyn Monroe is like a movie character she was a real person with a real life who really committed suicide and it's true you know you know and this is my thoughts on it Uh, this is about any story whether it's portraying something that really happened or it's um, or it's something fictional. I am a big belief in artists having the freedom to tell the stories that they want to tell. You know, that doesn't mean that everyone is going to want to watch your story. But I am in full belief that you should be able to tell the story that you want to make. If you want to make a three-hour movie, do it. If you want to do a movie about, you know, teenage or child gay love, do it. You know, if you want to have kids or adults naked in your movies, do it. I don't think there should be any, like, stop to that. And I know that's something that not a lot of people agree with because and again, I'm taking the kind of like sexual body kind of that angle because that's how everybody really looks at this stuff. Let's just be real. But it doesn't have to be that. It could be violence too. It could be whatever. Um, But you get the point that I'm trying to make. I don't care what it is. Like If you're wanting to tell a three-hour story about two two males who meet each other at 11 years old and have a crush on each other, but because of the stigma, because of living in a homophobic town, they're not able to, you know, stay together. And so maybe one of them leaves town, but then they grow older and they come back together and they fall in love again and whatever. And there's a bunch of sex scenes and a bunch of nudity and and a bunch of fight scenes and yelling and it's hard to watch, but it's really moving by the time you get to the end. Do it. If you want to do a two-hour movie about robots, you know, and this, you know, futuristic war, kind of like Terminator, do that too. I don't care. My I, I hate it when visionaries and storytellers are limited 
by the studio and limited by the surroundings that they have. I think it is important to tell every story from every perspective because that is the one way that we learn about the world around us. Whether you're talking about a fictional character or you're talking about somebody in real life, you know. Um, and that's just my point of view, you know. That's the way that I've always been, you know. Um, I am somebody who grew up in the Christian faith, which doesn't believe that anymore. But when I was in the church, co most conservative Christians will tell you pretty point blank, they don't see the difference between having seeing a sex scene in a movie and actual pornography. Whereas I see it very different. Those two things very differently. You know, when I go into watching porn, or anybody goes into watching porn, when I say me, I don't literally me, but I just mean like the universal. When you go into looking at porn, you are going into a very with a very specific mindset. You want to get off. You want to have a little bit of fun. That is your thing, right? I don't get into that mindset when I watch a movie. When I watch a movie, I'm there to get lost in the story, whatever it is. And if there happened to be a bunch of naked people in it, then there's a bunch of naked people in it. If there's a bunch of sex scenes in it, there's a bunch of sex scenes in it, which is why the nudity in Game of Thrones never bothered me, you know? Like... Certain things like that, you know, doesn't bother me. The only thing that I cannot watch when it comes to storytelling is rape scenes. Rape scenes bother me. I can't do it. But I'm not going to tell storytellers to not make movies that have rape scenes in them. Because they're important stories to be told. You know, and, you know, I might not like it when those kinds of things happen in like horror movies and things like that but if you're telling this a, a survivor story about you know a woman who has survived rape that's an important story to tell doesn't mean that i'm gonna watch it and that doesn't mean that i might not skip through the ugly parts of the movie but i'm but i shouldn't have a say that no you can't make that movie because it makes me feel weird no I believe that every storyteller should be able to tell their stories because it will resonate with someone. It might not resonate with me, it may not resonate with you, but it'll resonate with someone else. And it's like, I don't agree with the idea of, I'm not going to call it censor censorship because that's not censorship. but. I don't like the idea of telling those people they can't make those stories. And so that's, that's, that is my personal thoughts on it. And so I'm really excited for this movie. It will be very hard to watch, and I know that. But as a Marilyn Monroe fan, I'm excited to see, uh, to, to see, uh, to see what happens. So those are my thoughts. Let me know what you think yourself and uh, thanks for listening and that is all i got to say for this episode so i'll see you guys later peace out